Exploring what can be done to help with pain and health challenges. This is Life Shouldn't Hurt with Grand Fedoric from Leading Edge Physiotherapy on 630 Ched. to another episode of Life Shouldn't Hurt. I'm your host, Grant Fedorik. And for the next 30 minutes, I get to listen to and share some amazing, very real life stories about lifestyle, health, and well-being with all of you amazing people. Today, we're going to be talking with Haley Benwood. And Haley has gone through an experience that is unfortunately far too common out there. And that's one with lower back pain. And in, and specifically with the discs in the lower back. And hers is an experience that is needs to be told. So that if you're listening and you've got family, friends, or loved ones, or anybody out there dealing with a back pain, and any of this resonates, you might get some hints or some tips and things that you might be able to do to make their life a little easier. Well, welcome. Haley, thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me today. Let's go right to the beginning. Uh, you're You are young. Yes. So... Sitting across from me is a young, healthy, how old? 24. 24 year old. And at what age and at what point did you first experience lower back pain? Describe to me what happened. Was there an incident or did it just start happening? You just started to get a sore back. Um, it was, I was 22. So two years ago it started and I just started having back pain. And I thought, oh, maybe I lifted something heavy or at the gym, I worked out too many days in a row or something like that. And it just persisted. So I kept exercising and I thought it was, you know, just a tweak. It'll just go away. It'll just go away. Yes. Now, where in the lower back were you having the pain? Like right where your pants sit, right in the right lower back. Right on the back. line, across or right in the middle? Right in the middle. Okay. And then the pain just prog- progressed. It was horrible in the morning. I'm a dental assistant, yep. so at work I do a lot of sitting, right. a lot of up and down, and every time I stood up, it was just this shooting pain, and I looked like I was a 60-year-old woman because I would be hobbling until it would sort itself out. Right. And then it just progressed, and I started having tingling in my toes. and On one side or both? Only the right side. Okay. And I'm... A person that loves to exercise. I love to run, ride bikes, do everything. Are you playing sports at that point? Were you playing sports? I was playing tennis and golf. Okay. okay. Yeah. Were you able to play tennis and golf at this point? Or now your back is getting to the point where you can barely work? It was getting to the point where I could hardly work. And for me to push through and play a round of golf or a round of tennis... I had a bottle of Tylenol by my side. Okay. That was definitely a friend. And so you would play, but you'd pay the price as well. Yes. And as you played, did you feel a little bit better? Like you could get through it. You took Tylenol and you were able to do it. And after it hurt or it hurt right through? It hurt when I stopped. So yeah. I'd run for the ball. And then once I stopped, it hurts. Okay. Um, and even at work, it, it didn't hurt when I was sitting there. It would hurt when I would get up. Yeah. So that now was- you know it's not going away. Mm-hmm. And you start to say, I've got to do something about this. Yes. What did you first do? What What was your first approach or how did you start to deal with it? You tried to exercise through it, mm-hmm. common by the way, and it, with generalized lower back pain, what we call non-specific mechanical low back pain, those will typically get better if you just keep up your daily activity. 
but certain types of back injuries like this don't. So what did you do? I, me being a healthy young adult, I went to physio. I didn't go to a doctor because I didn't want... I didn't want pain medication. I wanted to fix it. Yeah. So I first went to physio and they had said, oh, this looks like straightforward piriformis syndrome. This is what you have. Um, they told me to stop running and I could exercise, but only do exercises that didn't hurt. Um, and so I kept doing that. They did, gave me a bunch of stretches to do. They did a ton of needling from my toes to my lower back and massage. And I did that for about six to seven months Okay, of going once a week to physio. No relief or you got some relief along the way or nothing at all? Nothing. Okay. And then I, the dentist I work for recommended a chiropractor. Okay. So I thought, okay, let's try something else. Sure. So I went to the chiropractor and before I had anything else done, he met me and within 30 seconds, he says, you have a herniated disc. Right. You don't have piriformis, you have a herniated disc. And I was like, no one has said that to me before. Right. He recommended I go for an MRI just to confirm that. Mm-hmm. And I went to my doctor and she set that up, went for an MRI and two weeks later, they had confirmed it. We're talking with Haley Benwood and and her journey or her experience with what started out as a lower back pain, but became something much more significant with numbness down the leg and and a lot of difficulty, obviously, with enjoying the pastimes like tennis, golf, and those things that you would love. And Haley's a young 22-year-old at the time, well, now maybe into 23 by the time you've kind of trying to figure out what's going on and has just been diagnosed with a herniated disc. And now what? What's next for you? At this point, I was still in so much pain. I had stopped exercising. The only thing I did was walk. And I was still in so much pain. Were you getting relief from walking? If you went for a walk, did it feel at least a little better while you were walking? It did, yeah. Common thing, if if you've got pain going down a leg and particularly with numbness and tingling, typically with a herniated disc, if it's extruded or if it's making its way posterior laterally, which means outward toward the back and it's putting pressure on a nerve, walking, standing will usually give you some relief. Sitting, bending will give you, will actually make the symptoms quite a bit worse. So if that's something that you're thinking is you, then that's kind of pointing us in the direction of a herniated disc. Typically also, were you crooked at any point? Were you standing there looking in a mirror and crooked to the side at all or were you always straight? All day long, as a dental assistant, you lean. Yeah. You sit. So you didn't notice. And you lean. Okay. Um, and I don't know if that has anything to do with the fact that it's my right side and I always lean to the left, but leaning all day long. Well, leaning to the left is actually what you, if it's going down the right side, leaning to the left will actually help to take the pressure off. So believe it or not, you'll do that. People, that's why I said, were you, were you crooked? Because people will stand in the mirror and they'll look crooked and they'll say, I'm out. Apart, my back must be out. I'm crooked. And it's nothing is out. Well, the disc hernia, the central part of the disc has made its way. What happens in a herniated disc is essentially in the middle of what we call the nucleus or the middle of the disc, the fibrocartilaginous outside looks like tree rings centered in all these rings. And that's cartilage. And in the middle of that is a nucleus and it's made of a ball of jelly. And what happens is sometimes we form these tears in that 
annulus or that fibrocartilaginous tissue and that nucleus, which is that ball of jelly, makes its way down and puts pressure on the nerve and that's a herniated disc. And essentially what you're doing when you're leaning to the side is taking the pressure off of it. Or when you're bending forward a little bit, you're also taking some of the pressure off. But bending over and over will actually aggravate it. And that's what you were describing, sitting at work. And when you first get up from sitting to standing, oh my goodness, that would be just one of the most painful things. So just on your history alone, you can start to figure out that this was a herniated disc. Yes. So now treatment-wise, what what started then once you knew it was a herniated disc and you had the MRI? A lot of it was trying to reduce the pain. I don't think we got into treating the issue. We were just treating the pain because I couldn't sleep. Um, I I couldn't lay down, but I couldn't sit so I could walk. That was about the only thing I could do. So we just started treating the pain with a ton of needling and a couple adjustments. Yeah. But that was really it. And I wasn't seeing any change in the pain. And so I just stopped. I, I stopped seeing a chiropractor. I stopped seeing physio. Mm-hmm. And I just took a break. I started exercising again because I was going a little stir crazy. Because that's what you love to do. Yes. Yep. And I just took a break and I took time. And everyone kept telling me a disc is four to six weeks. No, no, no. Who said that? Okay. <laughs> Well, let's let's clear the air for those that are listening. If you've got a herniated disc, particularly one that's causing sensory changes down into the leg, you need to be patient with them. Because the first little while, maybe the, what they were describing the four to six weeks certainly can be the most painful period of time, but the full recovery is much longer than that. And I think we need to get into that because I bet you, you can share that story with everybody after the break. We're talking with Haley Benwood, about her experience dealing with the herniated disc and uh, some other symptoms because obviously there's different levels of herniation. We're right here. This is Life Shouldn't Hurt. Unfortunately, Haley's back was on the Chorus Radio Network. Exploring what can be done to help with pain and health challenges. This is Life Shouldn't Hurt with Gran Fedoric from Leading Edge Physiotherapy on 630 Ched. for joining us today and welcome back on Life Shouldn't Hurt. Unfortunately, back sometimes hurt. I'm your friendly neighborhood physiotherapist from Leading Edge Physiotherapy, Grant Fedoric. And remember, you too can share your ideas, maybe even your stories and feedback with me on Twitter at Leading Edge PT. Today, we've been talking with Haley Benwood and we've been talking about her journey. (laughs) We seem to have a lot of medical journeys on this show because that's what it's all about. And uh, her dealing with a herniated disc. And at this point, she just stopped. You stopped. You said, I'm going to yep. take this on myself. Now you take it from there. You're back to the gym now and you're walking. And back to the gym and I'm walking. I'm not running. Okay. Everyone's told me to stop running. So that's what I did. Still symptoms in your foot, still tingling in your foot, or has that started to subside? It started to subside. Okay. And it was just, I think, maybe a time thing because. Yeah. I'm back at the gym. I am being very careful. Like people told me, friends, Google said, <laughs> strengthen your core, strengthen your back. So that's what I started to do. I started yeah. doing weightless squats, tons of arm exercises and tons of walking. And the pain left my foot. It left my leg. 
And now it's almost just in my lower back and my hamstring. And your hip area, like yes. your butt. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Very common. That's called centralization. And that's a good sign. That means it's getting better. So those people who are going through this or experiencing a disc problem out there, you'll think it's getting worse because sometimes the tingling go away and now your foot hurts or the tingling goes away, but now your thigh hurts more or your back hurts more. If the tingling is going away and the pain's coming up out of your leg toward the back, no matter how much the pain is getting worse, it's actually getting better. We call that centralizing. It's getting to the source. And that's a good thing, which is what you're describing. And it definitely did that. The pain came to my back. It intensified, but it's no longer in my leg. So everyone told me that's a good thing. So I take that as a good thing. Yeah. And and now at that point, you said, I'm going to keep this going. Or did you start to figure I got to, I need help now with what's going on in my back and hip? Or what was your approach at this point? So it must have been, um, February when I kind of made the decision, I don't want this to get worse. I don't want it to go to the left side or come back. Sure. So at this point, a recommendation from a friend said, you should see this new physio. Mm -hmm. Um, She's been doing it a long time and she might be able to help as a fresh set of eyes. Um, This was your wife, Heidi. Yes. A good, she's pretty good. She was very good. (laughs) She's amazing. Um, So then I went to see her and we went back from the beginning. She went through the history and even her right from the get-go was said, this was never piriformis and this is why. Right. And we've been working through it. I see her maybe once a month and we do a lot of IMS, like the deep needling into the muscle. Right. And she has said that when the muscle doesn't grab the needle as intensely, we're making progress. Yep. So I saw her first thing this morning and twice the needle didn't grab intensely. Oh, fantastic. Everywhere else it did. Sure. But that little bit of progress was some hope. And at this point now, where are you still getting pain or why are you still attending? Because I assume you're working out, you're doing your core exercises, which are designed when people talk about core exercises, this is a great opportunity. By the way, we're, we're talking with Haley Benwood and her experience going through a herniated disc. And you will read on Google, you will read on from friends and everybody will say strengthen, but it's not so simple because with a herniated disc, it's not just about sit-ups or uh, getting into the gym and working out. What you need to do is start to teach the body a proper way and you need to avoid positions that will aggravate it. And unfortunately, some of the strengthening positions when you're working through a core program bend the spine, you flex it. So sit-ups are a perfect example. People who are doing sit-ups at the very beginning with an acute irritated disc are aggravating it. They're doing the exercises they're going to need to do later on to solve the problem, but at the wrong time, they can be the wrong exercises. Or they'll feel better temporarily touching their toes, but they're actually aggravating the problem by touching their toes, especially if they're doing it often. Or they'll find, okay, I can find one position to sit and that makes me feel comfortable, but they're actually aggravating the problem by sitting in that position. So you really need to work with somebody who's an expert in the field who can guide you to strengthen those muscles without irritating the disc. Because yes, you need to strengthen, but you don't want to irritate it at the same time. What's your, I'm curious, you go to the gym still currently? Yes. Do you have anything that aggravates it now? Oh, definitely. Like... I can't do a sit-up to save my life. Right. I can't do a plank. Yeah. Um, 
You should be getting there soon, I would assume. I'm hoping. Yeah, it's one of the one of the best exercises you'll be able to do in the long run for those listening. You want to find pick one exercise. Hold me to one exercise to keep that back really in great shape. Planks the one. You get you're strengthening all the muscles at the same time in a very functional way. So so you're in the gym and and you you're still having trouble with planks and sit-ups and Yep. And the worst one for me is I can't touch my toes and I can't lay on my back and lift my right leg. I think I got 40 degrees now. So that's coming. It's coming slowly. And I'm sure Heidi's got you working on that. Yes. All right. And that's happening because of dural tension. So there's tension where the nerve is getting compressed by the disc and that travels the whole length of the nerve from the back all the way down to the foot, which is called the straight leg raise, which is actually one of the things that would have been a telltale sign of a disc problem early on. But those of you that are out there, if their doctor lifts their leg up and they don't have pain, it's not the only thing that is used to diagnose a disc because it depends on where you're at in the stage of your injury. If you've gotten through some of the early stage of it, they can lift your leg and it'll be fine, but it's still a disc problem. So it's a big picture. What uh, what are you looking forward to doing? What have you played? Are you golfing? I'm golfing. I'm playing tennis. The one thing I want to be able to run a half marathon. Oh, that's the goal. And without any pain, that's the goal. So you're walking, no problem. Have you been yep. running at all? No, not at all. Okay, are you you're afraid to run, or you just haven't got the clearance to go? I haven't got the clearance to go. Yeah, okay, I'm not going to step on any toes because I'm not the one treating you, and this isn't meant to be a treatment. But I, I'm sure that's something that's probably in your future. They the the science isn't entirely clear around spines. Um, the problem with early on when the disc is irritable, running is a compressive force on the spine. However, in the long run, especially if you can do it when things are stable, which the back can stabilize, then running certainly could be in your future. So those people who have had a herniated disc doesn't mean you can never run again um, if that's something you've been told. But it does need to be done once the entire process is complete. Now we're looking at time frame. This is almost two years. Two years in October. Okay. I'm going to break something to you and all those people who are listening. Number one. Not when you have a sur- when you have a herniated disc, you don't necessarily need surgery. You're a good example of that. You're doing well, things are coming along. But you do need to be patient because they don't get better as quick as the six weeks that you might have been told. Yes. I typically will tell a patient it's going to be 12 months, give or take, before things stabilize. If you get the treatment started right from the get-go and you do everything right without irritating it and you're on the right path. Uh, another another thing people need to know is that once you've had this problem, it's not gone forever. You can manage it and deal, have a life of enjoying sports and exercise and activity, but you'll always have to be aware of it and you're always going to have to keep up those exercises that I'm sure you're working your way through now. Yes. Do you have any advice for those people listening and have heard your story and have an opportunity maybe to do it different than you did? To do it different than I did is it's not always just a tweak at the gym or you lift something too heavy and maybe seek some help or some guidance sooner than I did. I think that's great advice. And if things aren't getting better, don't be afraid to ask for another opinion. I think that's important unless there's an explanation for why it's not getting better. Yes, exactly. And see... 
from everybody. There's such good advice. And from Haley, I think that's a great way to end it. Thanks, Haley, for joining us today and sharing your story about your herniated disc. Thanks for having me. You're helping make a difference by inspiring people with herniated discs, teaching them about it, and sharing your real-life story. You too. That means all of you listening, you can help us out too. You can share our show with people you care about. Somebody you know has a back problem, send them the show. It's available on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts. We also have lots of helpful tips on common injuries like this and recovery on our YouTube channel. And of course, tune in right here on the Chorus Radio Network on Sundays. This is It's all called Life Shouldn't Hurt. Sometimes backs do, right, Haley? Yes. But until next week, everyone, thank you, Haley, for your time. I'm Grant Fedorik. I appreciate all of your time and trust. Thanks.